Good to see you, Shane. Great to see you too. I like your glasses. I need a fancy pair like that to wear. All right. Well, we, we can work on that. This is a photograph in, in Scottsdale. It didn't even hit me last night that we were at an event down there and we were yeah. filling our bucket uh, with some activities outside the business conference. And that was actually a profound hike because there's some things that came out of that that we're going to share today. And heads up, spoiler alert to everybody listening here, we kind of have a, an announcement today um, for the fill. And Shane is a big part of this announcement because he helped us put something together. It's going to be very special. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. So anyway, we had a great hike up there and uh, we were chatting and um, it made me realize that filling your bucket, I mean, we had a great time at that conference. We got to spend a little bit of time, but it was really the time that it was away from the conference room and all of that. And so that's one of the reasons that we're doing the fill. So it just reminded me that, uh, you know, the power of, of doing other activities. Now I'm going to get to this a little bit later, but let's, uh, let's just have you and I have a little chat here. I've been dying to get you a guest for as a guest for a long time. I've been dying to be on this this roundtable. So you know what? It's it's now it's about time. So many people know of the brand, and so many people know of Green Circle. You've got a lot of big fans, and congratulations on your customer base, um, the impact that you're making, uh, taking a stand on something that's obviously very important for. Um, not only our industry, but actually a high global interest is an understatement. So, you know, thanks for everything. I think it's awesome that people actually get to meet you. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Such an honor to be here. You know, one of the things that uh, I realized was, um, you know, you, you talk a lot about sustainability and maybe what I should do is um, stop talking for a moment. Why don't you give the group that may not know about Green Circle, give them just a quick overview about sure. Green Circle, your mission and all of that. Okay, great. Um, so we're focused on um, creating an industry-wide platform for sustainability, right? To make it super easy. Tom, you started by talking about the confusion, the complexity and the overwhelmingness that salons face every day uh, in there just inside their P&L. And so I think when it comes to the green space, salons are faced with the same challenges, how to navigate it, how to have a positive impact, how to um, do what's best for their salon guests who are, you know, they obviously want to be heroes too. Uh, and so we've built a simple but powerful green strategy to help salons to be green, uh, you know, through all the waste diversion, you know, salons create tons of waste uh, to help them to build revenue inside the model. Uh, to gain new clients, you know, you know, more than ever, uh, you know, salon guests are looking for brands that hurt and not help the planet. And so we really make it easy for those types of guests to find uh, salons in their, in their communities. And then finally, to save money by taking some of the, you know, this incremental income they're earning in the program and reinvesting it into technologies that ultimately reduce uh, the footprint that they're having environmentally, but also help them to save money, right? So it drops to their bottom line, they become more profitable. Um, and so what's been key for us in this is just making it super simple uh, and something that uh, everybody can kind of embrace and enjoy. Um, and it's really been, we built the brand, the salons have helped us to build the framework for how it works, which has been incredible. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a brief overview of, of who we are and how we operate. And you have about how many customers? Uh, we are 
all said and told, today, probably close to 4,000 customers. That's amazing, Shane. Yeah. 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 When well, did you start this? We didn't get to this. When did you start Green Circle? Started in Toronto, Ontario in 2009. Uh, and it was just uh, sort of two feet in a heartbeat, knocking on salon doors and, you know, walking in and telling them that we wanted to collect their hair and their foils. And they would look at me like I was absolutely nuts. And then they wouldn't let me leave the salon. And so I'd sit down, we'd have great conversation. And through that, those conversations in the early days, we learned so much. We just listened and learned um, from, uh, from, from this community. And over time, we've built a waste warrior community that's now, I would say, salon professionals, 16 to 17,000 salon professionals. You, sell them, you call them waste what? Waste warriors, yes. Waste yeah. warriors, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, now, uh, you started the business same time as I started Cunity, basically right in the middle of a, right, a, right in a recession, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, now you have quite an enterprise. I'll get to that in a little bit here. But let, let's come back to this. Now, obviously, there are, we can take sustainability from several angles. This is a financial roundtable. So let's stay there. Okay. Sure. So how, how you talked about dropping to the bottom line. Could we be a little more specific without necessarily doing a ton of math for everybody? But I mean, sure. be more specific. Is it more top line money's coming in or is it less money going out? You know, stay granular with me a little bit on this. Sure. Great, great question. So um, when a salon joins our program, they're adding what we call an environmental stewardship fee. Okay. And that means essentially they're embedding the price and the cost of the program in their services and the service charges. So let's call it the average salon might, might add $2 uh, as an ESF, okay? So the average salon, in, in, according to Green Circle, sees about five or 600 guests on a monthly basis, right? A dollar of that $2 is going to Green Circle to support our program, the program cost, everything that we do to ship the waste and help support the marketing and amplifying the messaging for salons. The remaining dollar would stay with the salon, okay? And that remaining dollar, if you have 500 guests, that's $500 a month over the period of a year, that would be, you know, $6,000 a year of incremental income that's coming in. And so um, effectively, if you look at this and you say, what is the amount of effort and energy that goes into ensuring the recycling program is in place? There might be some associated cost, but very little. So if you look at that, there is a percentage of that that's dropping down to the bottom line. But the way that we look at it, most importantly, is how do you take this incremental income and invest in other technologies like low flow faucets? Ecoheads, for example, is a great example, which ultimately equates to a reduction in the usage of water. It, it, it equates to um, conservation of water in general. It's good for the planet. And it also uh, equates to uh, higher profitability as a business because now you're accounting for waste. Whenever you account for waste in your business, you are saving money. And so you look at all the different areas of your business that you could do that. And in the end, I mean, the, the incremental impact to your bottom line is significant. Yeah, I think you spelled it out pretty clearly. Uh, so you have more money in um, through the surcharge um, and you have less money out, uh, less money out for certain utilities such as water consumption, electrical consumption. And then you have less money going out because you are you are more conscious of your patterns that produce waste. So ideally that the team would really rise to the occasion and um, uh, generate less waste. So now 
I remember you may have had a little pushback uh, in terms of your model um, with the whole, you know, surcharge, if you will. And I know that many years ago, I think when you were, when you really first came on our radar, which was probably four or five years ago. And by the way, you guys have been awesome. You've been two to 10 sponsors. Uh, Will Simpson's amazing. You have a great team. Congratulations, you know. Um, so there was some pushback on this, uh, but you've got like 4,000 customers, so they must have gotten through that pushback, huh? You know what? I mean, I think there's um, anytime you're changing the behavior inside a business, there's going to be pushback. Um, you know, I think even just pre pre pandemic, there's a there's always a sense of, um, you know, I've got to change my business. This is, how, you know, I don't even have time to to you know, go home and eat at the end of my day as a salon owner sometimes. And I'm, I'm so busy just behind the chair. And so what, what's been, I think, important for us is um, really learning from the salon owner and building something beside them that makes this ABC one, two, three, uh, and easy to implement. And, and I think what's, you know, when salons can slow down, a salon owner and their staff can slow down just a little bit, and uh, and look at their business. They they can quickly sort of understand the positive impact they can have. I look at, for example, talking about um, dropping to the bottom line. When salons actually see the amount of color waste that's being generated at the salon level, um, it's a bit of an eye opener, right? And it's a game changer for the business. So it, you know, some salons are hundreds of thousands of dollars a year being rinsed down the drain. And so we, um, you know, obviously we want to sort of help correct that because it's good for the planet. It's good for the bottom line. Uh, to keep it in the fi financial sphere, and and uh, and it works really well. But yeah, there's been pushback. Um, there always will be, um, you know. So that's why we're called Waste Warriors. We're really challenging the status quo. Yeah, and it, even the you know the adding to each ticket like that isn't even just a change of behavior. It's a messaging thing too with clients and stuff. Absolutely. And uh, but again, it's a working model. Um, it's been a successful model. Um, you have you have very very loyal customers. And I do want to use the word customers now. And I want to segue into the next part of the conversation. I wanted to start with you. And you know, if anybody has any questions for Shane in terms of the offering, I, or you, I know you got some great fans on here already. Terry McGee, Terry McKee is a shouting out to you, Shane. Uh, and you know, so use some comments to uh, say hello to Shane, and maybe you've got some questions for him that, uh, that we'll get to in a little bit. But I'm going, to, I'm going to turn the conversation and bring the conversation over to the man. And um, you're an entrepreneur, you know? But one, one might say, yeah. And, you know, I, I have to admit, I just, I had this, like, when I first heard of Green Circle, um, and I'm going to be very transparent and, and reveal to everybody in the universe here that I had a, a quick bias. I thought, okay, this is a nonprofit, you know? Uh, and you're not a nonprofit. You are a for-profit enterprise, and uh, um, with no apology necessary. Uh, and um, and so you and I have this whole thing with entrepreneurship that we're going to get to that a little bit more. But um, so this is a for-profit business, and and here here is something that just kind of really um, uh, strikes me is. You are so clear on the impact and on your purpose that it's very inspiring for the rest of us that may not have a mission or a service like you to say, wow, how can we feel so cause-driven that we feel like a nonprofit almost? Right, right. 
No, it's uh, it's such an interesting point, and we have been asked this question along the way um, around uh, you know not for profit versus for profit business. Um, the way that I look at it is, you know, somewhere along the way, businesses uh, business in its in its own right diverged into two paths, um, and then there were businesses that were responsible for the impact that they were ha- they would have, and then there is the vast majority of of organizations businesses that. Um, have have no accountability for the downstream impact that they're having on the planet. And so the, the real sort of at the crux of the matter is we have to have business models that close the gap between how the earth lives and how we carry out our commercial lives. And so we believe that businesses should be able to generate revenue, should be able to generate profit. Um, their stakeholders should be able to do the same. And it should be a win-win uh, for everyone. And, and so we really challenged ourselves in the early days to say, how can we create a business model that is that it will generate revenue, will generate profit, we won't rely on anybody else writing a check to us, because then it becomes challenging. It becomes uh, a bit out of your control. And so we built a business model that fundamentally works uh, by empowering stakeholders to do great things in the world. Uh, and you can generate revenue out of that and profit, and it's a great thing. I'm going to, I'll touch back on uh, entrepreneurship and all of that in a little bit, but let's talk a little bit about B Corp and some of your uh, some of some things going on with that for you. Yeah, so I mean, we we in 2019 we decided to become uh, B Corp certified, um, and I think what's uh, uber exciting about that is, uh, you know, it, it just creates this. Um, framework for us to live within as an organization and continually sort of uh, uh, review ourselves against to continually improve. Uh, and, I, and my hope is that people inside the, the walls of Green Circle would say that since the inception of, uh, of uh, B Corp at Green Circle, that, that overall, the quality of, of life and work has, has, um, has been monumentally better. Uh, you know, it, this just creates a really great framework for organizing yourself around social good, uh, environmental good. Um, and then it's also a collaboration with other B Corp stakeholders uh, who can help us in, uh, in navigating the, the new landscape that we're faced in our economics and business. Could you describe just in layman's terms, what is a B, a B Corp? And then also, uh, would salons be capable of becoming a B Corp? It's a great question, Tom. Um, you know, salons, any business can apply to become B Corp. Right. Um, I don't, uh, to be honest, I don't know the threshold of employees. If there is a threshold of employees or, or revenue, I, I, I don't know that it's maybe what, what those, that criteria is. But in layman's terms, B Corp is a, an organization that certifies businesses um, for best practice, best practice around social and environmental performance. And so it sort of has you look at all these different key performance indicators inside your business to say, okay, so from a social standpoint or from a governance standpoint or environmental standpoint, I'm doing all these things, I'm checking the boxes or I'm not. But I tell you what, the next time in two years when it comes around to recertifying, I will have improved on some of these uh, different criteria. And so the, the theory goes that as you improve on this, these different criteria, the entire organization is just elevating to a better, better place, right? Yeah, well, um, I, I think it's something that I want to explore more and learn more about. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, however we can support you in that journey, we would we would love to. And it's it's a wonderful community uh, to be inside. And we are every day just you know looking at ways to improve the organization because as that happens, um, we just become more human in our experience uh, through running a business. Now, you're you're um, uh, championing some uh, sort of quietly championing some behind the scenes, maybe some industry type movements around sustainability. And I've been part of some conversations and I know it's in early stages, but um, what do you think is needed in the beauty industry right now to create greater awareness around sustainability? Connectivity, um, you know, time for, for, you know, what's needed. You know what was needed? The, the pandemic was needed. I hate to say this, but that's mm. what's been needed. You know what? It's had everybody slow down just enough to say, I kind of see what's a little bit broken, or I very clearly now see things that are broken that I didn't see before. And I am, um, for myself, I feel motivated and inspired and encouraged by the fact that more than ever uh, inside this industry, we're seeing people galvanizing and asking the questions and actually asking for some sort of collective to drive awareness across the beauty industry. And so behind the scenes and to your point and, and alongside you and your team and, and some other great people, we are having conversations about how we do that. How do we really drive an association of people that um, are driving for a better industry from a social and environmental standpoint? You know, I, I, I didn't share this with you and maybe I was a little reluctant to share it with you. So instead, I'm going to share it with you in front of a bunch of people. So uh, it is what it is. Uh, you know, we, we were having a conversation down in Scottsdale about sustainability. You were getting some other points of view. And uh, I, I, came out, I, I came out of a meeting and I ran into someone who will be unnamed. Uh, and I said what the meeting was about, and there was a very dismissive response to it. And I was very taken back and said, you know what, none of this matters if we can't find staff. And, and you know, I, I, didn't even, I, didn't, it, I didn't even know what to say. What should I have said? None of this matters if we can't find staff. I can tell you that the conversation I hear now uh, inside of this, inside of this particular piece is that staff today are looking for businesses who are having an impact in the world, yeah. who create meaning in the organization, who drive value into their lives, who touch them passionately and with purpose. And I think that businesses today, there is such an opportunity to, to, to capture this talent that is looking for them, um, that, that, that is committed to doing great things in the world. And so, uh, you know, I think there's a talent issue, but uh, if you're um, if you're pulling the right levers and you're out there in the right space, there's, there's a ton of talent. So, I mean, it's an interesting conversation, Tom, but yeah, <laughs> that, that would be my response. I wish you were standing next to me because I didn't know what to say. <laughs> I think your response is uh, also is late at night and late at night is usually I'm not at my mental peak anyway. So we've had a couple of drinks at uh, dinner as well. Then. <laughs> we, we may have. Okay. Uh, all right. So, so, um, I think that we uh, we want to switch a conversation to uh, entrepreneurship a little bit. And one of the reasons why that hike was so cool for me is I learned something about you that we were part of a common um, a, a common community, if you will. And I think you're the first person in the beauty industry I've ever met in like 30 years that's been part of the strategic coach community. Likewise. 
And uh, so we're walking up this mountain and I'm like, whoa, I've got a natural because there's 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 a certain language that comes out of it. So the strategic coach program for our for audience, you can expand on it, Shane. Uh, it, it's a program that was developed by Dan Sullivan. And Dan Sullivan now is in his late 70s, but he was, uh, I guess, called the original entrepreneur coach. Um, and all of the different major thought leaders through the years behind the scenes are giving Dan Sullivan a lot of credit for entrepreneurship. And it's an exclusive program. You have to qualify. You have to have a certain income level. Um, it was a stretch for me to qualify at the time. It was my second day as an entrepreneur. I joined the strategic coach, you know. Um, and you're in the strategic coach right now. So, um, and, 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 and there is an announcement coming on this, everybody. So stay with me. So um, the strategic coach in your own words, what is it? Well, it's much, much of what you just said. I mean, it's really the foremost platform for entrepreneurs to learn how to get outside of themselves, to connect with other entrepreneurs and to get some coaching around best practice uh, from one of the best coaches in the world. Dan operates globally. Um, he writes, he's a book writer. He um, is a great storyteller. Uh, and there's always nuggets of gold in, uh, in, in his classes. We meet quarterly. Uh, and uh, in each quarter, we give updates on the performance of the business. And it's all about how do you 10x the business? And it isn't from a revenue standpoint necessarily. If that's the goal, then that's the goal. If the rev, if the 10x is how do you get 10x more salons or 10x more salon guests or customers in the seats of salons, that is the goal. So um, no, it's a powerful uh, coaching uh, platform for entrepreneurs. So we have a common mentor and a common coach. That's it. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm such a believer in mentors and coaches, you know. And I guess unconsciously, one of the reasons for creating Cunity was I felt that strategic coach is very pricey. Um, the income levels to qualify are quite high. And um, it's not for everybody. You know, it's a big, big commitment. And there's certain people that, you know, they're all in, they're going to go for it, whatever. And, and we'd encourage them and happy to talk about that. Um, unconsciously, Cunity. Um, I think was create maybe a more approachable version for um, the common preneur, uh, entrepreneur, solopreneur, and entrepreneur, you know, so it's very much part of my DNA, you know, um, what have you gained from it? I mean, the important, you know, having a coach like that or a coaching platform. Uh, you know, I mean, just, just the, uh, what have I gained? I mean, there is, you know, oftentimes us, us, so when you're a solopreneur and I was a solopreneur at one time, when you're a solopreneur, you tend to be everything inside the business, right? You're, you know, as I said before, it's two feet in a heartbeat. You're doing everything every day. You're, you know, you might be washing the windows, sweeping the floor, cutting hair, doing whatever, like you're just managing so much and you bring on some support, you bring on some support. But if you've never stepped outside of your own business as a solopreneur and you've never worked inside of an organization to understand what structures are available, what processes, what operating systems, um, how to see yourself as the leader in your organization, then you'll never, uh, you know, you'll, you'll never really, I don't, I don't believe anyway, I don't think you'll ever really grow your business. You need to step outside of the system in order to get a hold of the system and then empower the system itself to become stronger through really through your people. And so, you know, that one of the, the, the most important things I ever learned from Dan was as the CEO, especially a founder CEO, your responsibility is to give purpose and passion to other people's great talents and capabilities and then get out of their way. To me, before 
you know, pre-strategic coach, this would never have crossed my mind because it was my responsibility to do X, Y, Z. And now it's always about finding the right talent who can exceptionally um, do exceptionally better than me at any given responsibility. Um, but I mean, there's, there's so many pieces inside this, Tom, that we could talk about with, with strategic coach, freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom of purpose, freedom of passion. Those are things that entrepreneurs, um, you know, like a salonpreneur, I like to call them salonpreneurs. This is the goal, right? I mean, of course, everybody wants freedom of, of money, but there's freedom of passion and purpose, freedom of time and freedom of relationship. Those are all critical pieces. And if you become, um, if you can step outside of, of your everyday and embrace these other tactics and tools, I think it puts you on a pathway towards those types of freedoms. And I know there's lots of coaching inside the salon industry. Um, this just happens to be one that I've chosen that I, I, um, that I, I probably will be a lifer inside of I, I yeah, it, you know, for me, it's been a very long time since I went through the program. So I am going somewhere in this conversation. And, uh, you know, the works of Dan Sullivan or whatever, you can read books and, you know, it's out there, you can Google them. Uh, but it was during the hike, all right, that you said, have you read Dan's new book? And yeah. I said, yeah. I, I was I was somewhat dismissive of it saying, you know what, I'm familiar with the concept. And, uh, you know, he said, no, no, Tom, you, you, you've got to read this, okay? Uh, and uh, the title right off the bat, well, it's called The Gap in the Game. I thought, well, that's interesting timing, gap. Our whole Scottsdale conference is really about filling gaps, you know. And so I was immediately intrigued just by the title. So, and then, and you were very enthusiastic about this body of work, The Gap in the Game. So, uh, listen, I don't want this whole roundtable to be about strategic coach and entrepreneurship and all that, but just real quick, The Gap in the Game. Um, the, the, here, here's, here's the book, everybody. It looks like this It's called the gap in the game and what it does. It's high achievers guide to happiness, confidence, and success by Dan Sullivan, along with a co-author, Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Now, you know, well, you know, Dan, because you're going through the program and then Ben is in your entrepreneurship group, right? As a That's correct. fellow yeah, he's, attendee he's in my class. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, a super great writer. Um, Dan has had this concept of the gap in the gain for many years, probably 20, 20 plus years. Uh, he worked with uh, the, the co-author, uh, Dr. Benjamin Hardy, to really delve deep into the concept of the gap, gap in the gain. And it provides for, again, a, a number of very simple tools and ideas and concepts to bring into everyday life to keep you in the gain and out of the gap. This is sort of what the gap in the gain is about. It's easy. Every day we all end up in the gap, um, you know, sort of this negative mind space for whatever reason. Um, and it happens throughout the day, all the time, every day. Um, and, uh, and the gap is when you're living this flow state, when, when things are as you would always want them to be. Uh, and so this is probably never possible to have it all the time, but it teaches you tools and tips just to get out of the gap and get into the game. There are some amazing concepts like always measure backwards. You know, which measure backwards means that so many of us measure ourselves against an ideal. You know, let's say our goal is our ideal is to have 15% profit, you know, and you will never be happy because you'll never get. So you have an entire entrepreneurship journey of poverty um, where all you can think about is that this unreachable goal, uh, the gain is to mark your progress. And science shows that that is the way to get to 15% profit. So don't compare yourself to the 15, compare yourself by measuring backwards. What is your trend? You know, that's it. 
And, you know, the thing is, the book is so it's such a damn simple concept, you know, and uh, I'm like, this is such a damn, but it blew me away. I have to admit, it really did. I was surprised. And I thought, we've got to bring this to the fill. So anyway, so um, we are going to bring this to the fill and you and I are going to set it up. All right. So let me uh, let me and I'm going to come back to you and your talk at the fill and sustainability in a moment. But um, let's uh, help me kind of share uh, a little bit more about this. So anyway, uh, that is Dan Sullivan with the book. Uh, and that's Ben Hardy, who's your classmate. Uh, ben is going to do just a quick welcome video for us at the fill. But what we're going to be doing is we're going to be buying every attendee. So listen, listen carefully, everybody. We're going to be buying every attendee this body of work. Uh, you'll have a choice whether you want the book or you want the audible. And we will send it to you before the event. So all of you can get through the book and you can be part of the conversation. And it will set a great tone um, for the ability to make tremendous progress in our time together. Uh, and so we've been in direct touch with the strategic coach. Um, and Ben. Ben actually was going to join us. He's in full writing mode um, and he doesn't do any events, but he was going to join us virtually. And then he realized he was on a cruise and it's all apologetic. Um, but we have a really great solution. We are inviting in your coach, Shane, who is Christy Chambers. This is an awful picture of her, but she's actually your coach in the program. And so she's going to be joining us live. This isn't going to be a keynote. It's not going to be, you know, just up there. It's going to be an interactive workshop. You and I are going to kick it off in the beginning. Then Christy's going to do it, and it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. So thank you for that. <laughs> no, it's it's terrific. No, she's she's the boot camp coach. Dan, so you get them for two days every quarter. Dan does the first day, and then uh, she does the second day. She's amazing. Yeah, she's high energy, um, a great educator. Uh, really interactive. We'll ask great questions, um, and uh, and just really we can dive deep into concepts and ideas so that it, everybody comes out with a crystal clear sort of idea of of, of what what it means to be in, in in the gap and in the game. So we will give our attendees a choice uh, whether they want the hard whether they want the book uh, or the audible. And just some comments to those of you attending the conference. Uh, it's a trade off. Um, the audible. Uh, those of you that like hard copy books, it's awesome. You know, I've got it right here. And I also went through the Audible. The thing about the Audible is that um, uh, it does save paper for that. Uh, and number two is that the Audible version also includes some interviews of Dan. Uh, and at times you might want to play it on a little bit of high speed because he can talk a little slow and do a lot of ums and stuff, you know. Um, but your choice, whether you want the Audible or the book, um, we will do an organized uh, communication with all of you. We'll need your addresses and all of that. So, and Shane, I have to give you a lot of credit for helping to make this happen. So thank you. You're most welcome. Anything, anything we can do, um, anything we can do. Um, all right. So um, uh, that is uh, really going to be amazing. We're going to start to talk more about that, the gap in the game. Now let's come right back to Shane. And so we're going to have you do a talk at the fill. And we're going to have you, uh, you basically uh, will have the stage. What are you going to talk about? So if you have, I think it's eight minutes, you got eight minutes. What are you going to talk about at the fill? Any, don't you know yet? It could be, I don't know yet. <laughs> In development, Tom, um, I could tell yeah, you, yeah. but then, you know, I'd have to do something, right? So 
You know what? It's a uh, we're going to talk about how the program at Green Circle can dramatically improve uh, your bottom line. That's going to be to me how this is having a positive impact on your business, how it fits inside the context of the gap in the gain, um, and um, and yeah, just that sort of thing. Awesome, awesome. Now um, we also reached out to you because we want to have an event that's carbon neutral, and you know, I'm becoming educated on this. Can, so can you educate us a little bit more on what that looks like, for example, with an event? Sure. Yes. Um, so I don't organize this myself inside the org, but we do do this for obviously our salon community. This will be, you know, one of the first events that we've helped uh, shape a carbon neutral sort of approach to. I suspect that we will look at the footprint of each guest that's arriving at your event. So it's their flight, the, you know, the travel, um, you know, the venue itself. There's various sort of, again, sort of KPIs that you would look at. We would measure, we would get a sense of what they'd be in terms of, you know, metric tons per individual. Uh, and then we would do a carbon offset. And what that means is you pay an organization that is audited and vetted by third parties. Uh, we work with some really great organizations uh, in Europe to um, ensure that our uh, offsets are going towards projects that are either um, planting trees or putting renewable energy in place in, in countries where there isn't this sort of infrastructure. So this is the type of work that we do. Awesome. Before we, uh, before we uh, let you go here, tell us a little bit about your personal life. So you live in the Toronto area, you have a family, just a little bit about Shane here. Sure. Um, yeah. So I'm married to uh, this incredible uh, human who uh, is a frontline worker um, and was in the middle of all the stuff during the pandemic um, and, uh, and also at the same time pregnant. So we had our, uh, our second child about six months ago. Uh, his name is Nevis. I have a daughter who's six. Her name is Sevelyn. Um, I, uh, I don't know, you know, what can I tell you? I grew up with uh, four other siblings and a mom and dad that really uh, loved being in the outdoors. And I think this is where I ultimately gained my appreciation and my sort of passion around doing whatever I can to protect it because I know how important it is. And, you know, when you have kids, suddenly it becomes that much more important to you. Uh, and, uh, and this is the legacy that we'll get to leave them is a planet that, um, you know, that hopefully is, is green and not brown, right? So, um, but yeah, no, I live uh, not in Toronto, in, in, in Toronto proper, but in the countryside just north of the city. Uh, and, uh, yeah, but, you know, what else can I tell you? We enjoy the outdoors and, uh, can't wait to see you, Tom and at the fill. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that you will join my wife, Mary, and possibly my son, Ryan for a Sunday hike in Scottsdale. It'll have to be early in the morning. It's hot down there. Megan tells me from Gadabout. So maybe you'll uh, take a little bit. I'll be busy on that Sunday morning, but maybe, uh, you can get a little outdoor time. You could beat my uh, lovely wife, Mary. So she's a billy goat when it comes to going up mountains. So that be would be terrific. Yeah, I'd love that. Camelback, let's go do that. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. let's uh, let's give this guy a, 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 a it, it's a loud virtual applause. I don't know how you do a loud virtual applause. You use the comments. That's what you do. Use the comments and thank this guy. Uh, and, you know, I, there's a quote I pulled out for you. I like to share a quote. Uh, all right. Many, many have dated the beginning of an era with the reading of a book. The book exists for many of us. Uh, perchance, it will explain miracles and reveal new things, which I think it's great. So anyway, um, I date the beginning of a new era with the meeting of a person like you. So thank you for that. 
Uh, I'd like to officially welcome you into the Brain Trust and your million dollar light bulb. All right. So that will be shipped out it. to you yeah. across the border. Yeah. Well done, Shane. Thank so you terrific. so much. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, everybody. It's great, uh, great to be on here. Uh, we do have a couple of sponsors for these roundtables. Pivot Point, who we work with on the school division and we partner with with our money uh, financial success training. So if you're a school, become a money school. Uh, you can book a demo with punityforschools.com. Uh, Lightheart Sanders also sponsors this roundtable. We have several members of their team with us today. Thanks for joining us. Great session with Shane today. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye now. <laughs>